Hello everyone and welcome back to Solo the podcast written no stars on Spotify because no one listens to this. I'm your host Siddharth and thanks for tuning in. Today on the podcast we'll be talking about the devastating impact that the coronavirus has had on the daily lifestyle of people around the world and the global economy. Also leading into various theories that have been surfaced on the internet regarding the origin of the virus. And the final topic of the day is the controversial Ying buff in Rainbow Six Siege that was released a couple days ago and its devastating results on the meta. Also the whole luminosity gaming and evil geniuses drama that's been going on with Ubisoft regarding the new whole coding system will be tackling those too. As of April 27th and the time of the recording of the podcast there are over 27000 cases and 872 deceased just in India alone and almost 3 million cases and 2700,000 deaths all over the world. So the situation right now with COVID-19 is devastating and it's been wreaking havoc all over the world and it's pretty bad. People have been trying to social distance themselves and try to wash hands regularly and just stay home and like you know wait it out. But it's really hard. There are a lot of people who don't have the money right now nor the necessities to stay home every day. There are a lot of food and water shortages and just basic necessities that people need to live their everyday life is very scarce due to the fact that people don't have the money or the jobs to provide the money. It's really sad to see a majority of people around the world are struggling right now with no money and no food. Also major oil companies are also losing a lot of money and their stock is going down. Right now a barrel of oil is is estimated at minus $40 a barrel which is insane. Oil companies are going at a loss and this might cause a snowball effect which leads to more people losing jobs and just the economy going down in general. Hopefully this whole COVID-19 situation gets underwrapped in the next couple months. Hopefully this doesn't go on for a longer time than it has to be and hopefully someone comes up with a vaccine and we can all go out finally with our friends and have a nice dinner or just go out and play some sports or just hit the gym in general. So conspiracy theories there have been a lot of conspiracy theories regarding covid-19 that have been circling around the internet so i would like to shed light on couple of these theories i don't exactly believe in all of them i do believe that this is something that just happened and is not an inside job somewhere but i mean you never know and there isn't solid proof that it was actually engineered in a lab or is a bioweapon or it was a strategic move by the chinese like there is no solid proof for that but people want to believe what they want to believe so there's not much you can do about it so how are we going to go about these theories is that i will state the theories and i'll state the facts regarding these theories and then i'll given some of my own insight from here and there so covid-19 according to an article from published by the guardian emerged from a seafood market in wuhan the first cluster in the capital of chinese hubin province according to the guardian this all started because of a bat and and someone wanted to try a new cuisine and they decided that bat is the first thing they're going to eat today so it might just be that and not only humans the virus also infects a large amount of animals too the virus has also infected a tiger in the new york zoo so it is still uncertain if people or animals in this case will be immune after they get it and recover from it and you never know if anyone is safe in the world right now even animals and another interesting topic within the coronavirus is that there was a survey conducted all over the uk where 7% of people insisted they would refuse to have a coronavirus vaccine if one were available and that is insane the anti vaxxers 
are at large right now. Seven percent of people. I mean, seven percent might not be a lot of people, but seven percent is still seven percent. A minority of people believe that oh, vaccine is not the way to go, and that they wouldn't actually take on a coronavirus vaccine if one were available, which is pretty damn insane to even think about. But however, by early April, with the hospital wards and mortuaries filling up, the number of people. or the percentage of people that insisted that they won't take the coronavirus vaccine if one were available was reduced down to just 5%. That is actually pretty decent. At least pe- some people are coming to the senses and understanding the magnitude of the issue at hand and are ready to take a vaccine if one were available. In New York, however, 29% of people refused to take a, the coronavirus vaccine if one were available. That is insane. That is almost 30% of the most highly infected city in the world is refusing to take coronavirus vaccine if it was found in the near future. That is just sad to think about. And the fact that people still don't believe in vaccines even though they've actually worked in the past with polio it's just bizarre to even hear numbers like these i mean 30% of new york that's a lot of people that's a lot of people who don't want to take a vaccine for a pandemic that could wipe out the entire human population right now so let's move on to the conspiracy theories so the first conspiracy theory is the 5g mobile data network so i genuinely don't think this makes any sense but when i first read the article about how 5g towers and the 5g network could actually cause coronavirus or in this case i think what they're trying to tell us is that the 5g network towers are the ones causing diseases and the covid-19 pandemic is all a hoax and the government are trying to secretly install them without the public getting in the way and that makes absolutely no fucking sense to me but as i kept reading into it I became a little bit skeptical about it so I'm just going to lay down the facts and just let me know what you guys think. So the Guardian released an article saying that some people think that 5G networks that were released all over the world are the cause of this quote unquote disease and COVID-19 is just a cover up. So what they say is that all symptoms of the virus are actually caused by 5G. and there is no disease at all and the outbreak is a gigantic hoax to enable the government to install 5g under the cover of a lockdown that is absurd like what were people thinking when they came up with this theory that made no sense so i did some research to figure out if actually 5g towers could cause a health hazard on our body and it's pretty interesting to say the least then again guardian did say that it should go without saying that there is no possible connection between the 5g radio waves and the spread of the virus i mean it makes sense if you see them as two different entities then they don't make sense at all i mean a super fast mobile network for your electronic gadgets should not cause a respiratory disease but if it wasn't a respiratory disease and if it was something other than respiratory disease then maybe the city could have some type of plausibility but i don't see it happening so in this case covid-19 was caused by electromagnetic waves and also incorrectly that wuhan where it originated had been a guinea pig city for 5g so basically what they're trying to say is that wuhan was the testing ground they wanted to test the 5g network there so they started it there but that caused a global pandemic which is a respiratory disease which is very hard to believe that is just insane so electromagnetic waves they shouldn't exactly cause a respiratory disease but they can heat up your tissues 
if you are exposed to high frequencies of electromagnetic waves for a short period of time it will cause damage to your tissues and at the same time low frequencies for a longer period of time will also cause tissues to burn up and if you see 5g networks are range from 24 to 90 gigahertz frequency 90 gigahertz is a lot the 4g networks however used only 60 gigahertz and when when using 60 gigahertz it was in 60 gigahertz didn't actually cause a lot of problems for example 60 gigahertz it's like when the sunlight is falling on you but only only one by ten thousand of the sunlight is actually affecting your skin so it doesn't make a lot of sense to see that something with 90 gigahertz would actually cause issues to your tissue but i didn't i didn't find any studies on the internet that could back up this theory so i don't think it's plausible and there's also something known as the inverse square law sunlight for example let's take earth and mars so the intensity of sunlight now we know sunlight is needed for the plants to grow and now on earth the intensity of the sunlight will be different than the intensity of the sunlight on mars on mars the intensity of the sunlight will be 47 percent less because of the inverse square law which basically says that the further away you are from the source the less intense it is on you so for example if you're standing next to a radio tower then the intensity of the radio waves higher for the person standing next to it whereas the person standing a couple kilometers away from it it will be way lesser than that i'm very skeptical about this theory i don't think it makes any sense for 5g towers to cause coronavirus but then again you never know maybe it is the world's full of surprises man you never know maybe it is maybe it's not you never know so now let's move on to probably the number one theory on this list that COVID-19 was actually produced from a lab and I genuinely do think that this could have quite possibly happened. I am 50-50 here. It's either from a bat or it's probably from a lab. I'm not very sure. So yeah, so this is how it goes. Tom Scott was a United States Senator and he claimed that COVID-19 was cooked up in a Chinese bio lab. A few miles away from the food market in China where the virus was supposedly released was China's only biosafety level 4 super laboratory which is a BSL-4 that researches human infectious diseases. The virus is a product of biological warfare is what Tom Cotton says. He speculated that the virus might have accidentally escaped from the lab, something that could have happened. So the Washington Post recently published a piece called State Department Cables warned of safety issues at Wuhan lab studying bad coronavirus. This was a couple years before all of this. So around this time, American experts who visited virology labs in Wuhan in 2018 were shocked at the lack of security and appropriate protocols to prevent a virus from escaping. So two diplomatic cables who were, who were on a case to go to Wuhan and review virology labs who probably could have prevented this whole pandemic from happening if people have only listened. It's shocking to see that this happened back in 2018 and if someone had done something about it then we wouldn't be in this situation right now. So the Chinese government's original story was that the virus emerged from a seafood market in Wuhan. And I'm not gonna lie to you, it's very shaky because at the seafood market where this coronavirus is supposedly originated from, there are no bats there. People don't sell bats. There. So it doesn't make sense that a place where there are no bats being sold 
at food a respiratory based disease that could have transmitted to a human through a bat is just insane that it makes no sense research by chinese experts published in the british medical journal lancet in january showed the first known patient identified on december 1st and this patient had no connections to the market even though they said that the seafood market is where it all started and that bats were being sold there the patient zero the first person to have been infected by the coronavirus had no connections to the seafood market which makes no sense okay if he wasn't connected to the seafood market and if the bats were never sold at the seafood market then we can by the process of elimination we can eliminate the seafood market as a suspect overall then what is the connection between the bat and the first patient to have been infected by the coronavirus it clearly isn't the seafood market as the chinese government has told us they told us that it was from the seafood market where it was actually started from but the seafood market clearly doesn't sell bats so the pieces just don't add up it doesn't make any sense honestly i do feel like this virus could have possibly come out of a lab in wuhan maybe if not wantedly it could have definitely been a mistake because we did see that the article was published saying how lackluster the protocols were regarding these viruses so even if it might not even if it wasn't a bio weapon to sabotage the united states it might as well just been an accident and all of these conspiracy theories might not be making any sense coronavirus starting out from a lab in wuhan is definitely something that we possibly could look into because it does hold a lot of facts and it has sufficient ev- evidence to stand up by itself as a story so it's either a bat or it's from a lab so that'll be a wrap of the first half of the podcast if you are listening to the podcast i hope you're staying safe i hope you're staying home and i hope you're washing your hands regularly stay safe and hopefully we get through all of this together so the rainbow six siege patch notes just came out a couple days ago and it is pretty dumb i'm not going to lie to you i am genuinely surprised by the changes that are that ubisoft has made it's just insane like let's just like get right into it first buck loses frag grenades and he gets a claymore buck has been so prevalent in the pro scene because of one his skeleton key and the fact that you can play vertical up above and below the objective and his nades are really complimentary of his gadget you go upstairs you open up the floor and then you nade someone that's how it goes why would ubisoft want to take frag grenades from buck maybe he's played too much maybe he's really overpowered and maybe they want to nerf him in some way but you wouldn't nerf him by giving him an extra magazine of a skeleton key so basically he got a buff to his shotgun but he got nades pulled out of his arsenal which makes no sense maybe they thought this might actually push other operators with frag grenades up like yana for example you can just bring breach charges and nades with yana so at this point you can just go upstairs you can breach the floor with your breaching charges and you can use the nades from there maybe they just wanted to make a make buck a little bit more flexible in a way so that other operators could come in and probably take its place take his place but now people will start just start playing sledge sledge can do everything that buck can except for destroying the roof if you're playing playing vertical from underneath the objective so now that buck has lost his fragments people are just going to play sledge like it doesn't matter and when you do bring sledge you can also take care of maestro camps and you can also take care of castle barricades so basically you're buffing sledge way too much and you've just nerfed buck a lot so you, you never know how this is going to go we have to wait till the first 
set of overpaid tournaments to come out, I guess, this May. And when it does come out, we'll see how much of an impact Buck, lo Buck losing his frag grenades are. And Goyo is losing one of his Vulcan shields. That this actually I do feel like is a is a really good nerf. Goyo as an operator is really good, and the fact that he had three shields, three Vulcan shields was a bit too much. And the fact that they're nerfing it down to two, I feel like it's a pretty good nerf, and it's and is well deserved as well because. He's been prevalent in the pro scene, has been really good in the pro scene and he's been, he, he has the ability to just soak utility so much. You bring an ash, okay, there are two ADSs, okay, you throw in flashes, you destroy both the ADSs. But now, you have two shields in front of you. You have two ash charges, you get both of them. But the problem with pre-patch Goyo was there was another shield. So you had to bring in a whole other operator or you just couldn't apply pressure from that from that angle as a whole so taking out one shield from Goyo is actually a pretty good move by Ubisoft and I and I do think it's a, it's a positive nerf towards Goyo and I do think he'll be and now Jaeger Jaeger is down to 2 speed 2 armor probably the most controversial change in ranked however because ranked players are just pussies all they do is pick Jaeger run down the hallway, aim down sight and pre-fire you. That's all they know. And now that you bring him down to 2 speed 2 armor, it is pretty good. It is a pretty good nerf, but we could have done so much more better. 2 speed 2 armor, that's it. Jaeger has been one of the operators that people pick no matter what. And the only way to nerf him is to either make him lose one of his ADSs or change up his gun a little bit more maybe bring down the damage a little bit more but just don't make him a 2 speed 2 armor operator and call it a day that's not how it works that just makes no sense if you really wanted to make an impact in the game for Jaeger's pick rate and win rate as a whole then you definitely should have taken out an ADS and just give him two ADSs just let him have two of his ADSs that's, that's all we ask for he doesn't have to have three ADSs and be able to just destroy the enemy's utility with such ease. And the next nerf is also really dumb in a sense. So Mozzie is losing is super shoddy. So Mozzie is one of the few operators on the defense who has a secondary shotgun, who has a shotgun on his second slot, which makes it really easy for him to make rotation holes and just set up by himself at the beginning of a round. It, it was just a quality of life situation. It, it, it didn't make him really overpowered. It just made him a little bit more better. But but that is not how you should be nerfing Mozzie. To be honest, Mozzie has been really good in the pro scene. And the fact that he has a nitro cell and three pests is just insane. If you were to nerf him, you shouldn't have taken a shotty. You should have just left the shotty alone. You should have either taken one of his pests away or you could have taken a C4 and nerfed the radius of the pest a little bit more because that just makes sense for me because taking away one of his that is part of his utility that doesn't make a huge impact on the round apart from for himself he can just he just he just doesn't have to rely on a teammate to come around with a shotgun and make holes for him he can just do it by himself it just made him a better operator as a whole but if you really wanted to nerf him you could have either taken out one of his pests or just taken out his c4 
and nerfed his pass a little bit. And I honestly, I don't know. Honestly, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but UP's gonna do what they wanna do as usual. So yeah. So now this might be the dumbest decision Ubisoft has made in this entire patch. Even though they've already done some three insanely dumb modifications, Ying's modification or buff is the dumbest decision I've heard in a while. First of all, Ying has three candles. Three candles, which is basically a flash grenade times 10, which is really good. So they took three of her candles and made it four. So now Ying can use all four of her candles, I mean all two of her candles and literally clear out the entire objective room of Womai discs and Jaeger radiuses which is insane because before you would have to bring flashes and throw in flashes to make sure that the ADS is cleared and then you have to use frag grenades now you don't need to do that you bring a ying you place it on a wall and then you activate it and there you go the entire room has no Jaeger devices or mobiles and now you can just chuck in there and you can kill people which makes no sense and on top of this you can also look you also have outlines of the candles, so when they roll into the objective, you know where they're going. Which is not that bad, I guess. It's fine. It is a quality of life update, I guess. And on top of all this, they gave back her smokes and took out her claymore. They initially, Jing had smokes. And she was too overpowered. People used to pick her, just rush into sight, smoke sight, fucking flash it, walk in. Mouse one on an 81 mag LMG and just kill everyone because everyone would be blind. It makes no sense. Why would you buff Ying like that? So now you bring back her smokes and you give her an extra candela. And on top of all this, they increased the damage of her gun from 46 to 46 from 43. What is Ubisoft trying to do? They're trying to bring they're trying to bring an off-better character into the pro league by forcing utility on her. Now everyone's gonna play her because she's so good. Why would you not play her? Two smokes, four candles, 81 bullets and 46 damage. Why would you not use her? It just makes no sense. I mean, what was Ubisoft even thinking when they decided to buff game like this? So the next update, Cavera for her M12 assault rifle. She now gets a holograph on top of it. A holographic sight. Previously, she only had a reflex sight. Now, you can also have the holographic sight. Just like how they did with Frost's gun, that it only used to support the reflex, but now it can also support the holographic. It's just a quality of life update. It's really good. The people who preferred holograph can now actually play her and also enjoy a holographic sight on top of it. So now, Gain and Goyo, their TCSGs, their DMR rifles have been buffed by one extra mag and at the same time nerfed way too much they bought the damage down to 57 from 84 honestly the dmrs are really good and the fact that they gave gave them an extra mag makes sense and 84 it was just and because of the fact that they were 84 damage it was two shots so i can see why they can actually bring it down to 57 and make it more than two shots when when it is a longer distance so it is a reasonable change i'm not gonna lie so it is a reasonable change so i'm not judging 
Yusa for it. It is a it is a pretty good balancing change for Kade and Goyo. So last but not the least, we have some drama in the pro league community. So this is a huge story. So I guess we just have to go go through it one by one. So first of all, um, Rainbow Six Siege, their pro league system is changing. They are going to make it into more of a, a league type of thing, like League of Legends and Overwatch has been doing. And what they want to do is basically branch out within their own regions and have multiple teams within those regions so that more local teams can come up and actually show up and play at the highest level. And also, they want to make it in such a way that teams have to enter into this league. I don't think there is you have you would have to pay Ubisoft like the League of Legends or Overwatch leagues. I don't think that's how it works. But to some extent, yeah, you do have to be part of a league system and you have to be part of their pilot program as well. And their pilot program it basically just helps the organization raise a little bit more money in cosmetics. So it is it's not a bad deal going having to become a partner in the pilot program. And I really don't understand the problem here, but so Luminosity Gaming, so Luminosity, so Luminosity Gaming and Evil Geniuses have been having a lot of drama within the community. So first, Evil Geniuses, I think I have to start off with them. They have been one of the greatest teams to ever play on Rainbow Six Siege, but due to their lackluster performance in the last few years and just losing majors after majors in the finals. I think they've just come to the point where they don't think putting their money into this new league for Rainbow Six Siege is even worth it. So Evil Geniuses has officially backed out from the NA scene, which is insane. Evil Geniuses have been pioneers in the professional scene for Rainbow Six Siege in NA. I mean, they were the first people they were the first NA team to even come close to winning an invitation. I mean, now, however, SSG has won. And before Evil Geniuses, it was Continuum. But then again, it was the same roster. It was almost the same roster apart from two people. But the fact that Evil Geniuses built this massive following in Rainbow Six Siege and seeing them just part all of a sudden is just so heartbreaking. And it's so sad to see that the Evil Geniuses roster is also being dropped. And right now, if they want to come back into the league, they have to go through relegations where they play against lesser, where they play against the top two teams of Challenger League. So Challenger League is like the rookies who are looking to go pro in the pro league community. So Evil Geniuses have to play relegations but I don't think the roster is sticking together and as soon as EG dropped them I think they have disbanded themselves and one of their main players Mo Mo has been exceptional in in NA Pro League but his team has sucked everyone in his team Young Necrox NVK Spades and Gotcha through the split both of them and all four of the, all five of them have been such have been performing horribly the entire season and Mo is the only one in the team who has a 1.00 rating which is a positive rating whereas everyone has 
6.8ish rating which is so sad mo has so much potential and if it was any other team that would have picked him up then i could have guaranteed you mo would have been in a better position than he is right now and he just uploaded a video a couple hours ago where he was just talking about how he's going to quit how he's quitting rainbow six siege and how he's played for played this game for 5 years is push through challenge league he's played in challenge league for almost 3 years he's fought his way up and is finally picked up by an organization just for them to drop him after a year most the type of course like he is exceptional at the game he was a young gunner who was really good at the game but had didn't have the right team if it was any other team that i picked him up 100% i could guarantee you mo would have been in a better position right now and it's just sad to see him go he just posted this video saying that he won't be playing rainbow six season anymore and he was going to be playing a little bit more of more valorant and it's not going to grind rainbow six season anymore unless he gets picked up by a team i guess i guess if uh, if he's going to get an offer he might come back but it's just sad to see him i used to watch him on a regular basis i used to really love that guy but it's just sad to see him go man it is and also just like evil geniuses team reciprocity who have also been an influential team in the na scene have been having financial issues and because of this team reciprocity was about to back out from the league because they couldn't afford it and because of the fact that team reciprocity was leaving ubisoft reached out to luminosity gaming and they told luminosity gaming like Team Reciprocity. Uh, if you see, man, Team Reciprocity is leaving, so we have a spot to fill. So we would want Luminosity Gaming to come in, sign our contract, become a part of our pilot program, and be a part of this pro league for Rainbow Six Siege. So that was the conversation in the starting. But however, Reciprocity came back. Reciprocity's roster was given a chance. to actually go out and find a new organization to represent and come back into the scene and i think they did it or they are on the process of doing it but the roster for the og roster of team reciprocity is still in rainbow six siege and they're still in the league and because of this halfway through all of this so because of this so halfway through all of this luminosity gaming's roster has been stuck in las vegas they have been boot camping in las vegas las vegas they have been boot camping in las vegas this entire time just waiting for news from lg or from ubisoft about the negotiation so they know if they can go back home and because of coronavirus they were stuck in las vegas not being able to go back to their families if lg or ubisoft quick enough to respond then right now all of lg's rosters would have been back home with their families at least staying safe with them but unfortunately that didn't happen and team reciprocity the roster that is came back with a new organization and took lg spot ubisoft initially wanted reciprocity's roster to stay on but because they fell out and they couldn't make it they wanted lg to come in but because reciprocity came back in the luminosity gaming contract and their negotiation fell apart and lg wanted to leave the pro league scene as a whole so what they did was they said no to the pilot program and they said no to the contract and they dropped their roster and all of this was right in the middle of a pandemic and when luminosity gaming's roster was stuck in las vegas so it was poor communication from ubisoft and from luminosity gaming and this roster was just stuck there they were just stuck in las vegas the entire time it was just sad to see and after some time hyena 
one of their players went on to twitter even though he had an nda signed he went and he told the entire story on twitter and he blamed blamed it all on ubisoft but a bunch of people and one of the casters entero came up and defend ubisoft saying if ubisoft and lg's negotiation fell through and ubisoft was going to let let go lg and lg was going to let go of their current roster then how can you blame ubisoft for not telling lg's roster when it was luminosity gaming's job to tell their players and keep their players updated of all the news and how everything is going so that's what a lot of drama within the community first of all it's very sad to see eg go and the fact that team reciprocity's roster is going to be is going to be picked up by a whole different team it might be 100 thieves you never know just to see them see the fact that they're being picked up by a whole other team and just swipe lg's spot right off under their feet is just sad to see and also the fact that lg couldn't keep their players up to date and the fact that they even though they if their negotiations didn't go well with ubisoft they at least should have told their players what was going on and keep them up to date so now even the lumina okay yeah so only the bottom two teams in pro league every year will go through relegation so if you see luminosity if you see evil geniuses had to go through relegation because they were in the last spot but because eg dropped them they didn't have to and the fact that they're not going to compete anymore just means that they don't have they're not going to go through relegations but luminosity gaming was sixth place and if you're in sixth place you don't have to go through relegations because the last two teams eighth and seventh are the only two teams that have to go through relegations and because luminosity gaming has dropped their roster and lg is not a part of the pro league scene anymore the roster with hyena the players that were previously under the lg banner have to go through relegations again which makes absolutely no sense even though they were in sixth place and even though they were safe from relegations they have to do it all over again which is not fair to them which is definitely not fair to them so Ubisoft could have handled this situation way better than how they're doing it right now. I just hope LG comes back into Pro League and they can figure all of this out. But I don't think that's going to happen. It's just sad to see both Team Reciprocity and Evil Geniuses leave. Even though LG is more new to the scene, the players in LG are veterans. It's sad to see that they are now rosterless. They are now orgless. and have to fight their way back from relegation. So I hope you enjoyed that episode of Solo the podcast. If you did enjoy it, you can go down to the comment section if you're watching it on YouTube and just comment down below, like, subscribe and turn on post notifications if you want to keep up to date with all these podcasts. And I will be uploading my next podcast next week Tuesday. Stay tuned for that because we'll be talking about Fortnite and if it's dying or not. Peace.